0: Hi everyone, I'm Les. And I'm Ashley. And you're listening to Anthropotamus, where we explore some of your favorite anthropology topics.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to the latest episode of Anthropotamus. We are here today with Dr. Matthew Bennett from Bournemouth University. Uh, Well, I'm sure many of you have seen the article out. So usually, you know, we have these... uh, these researchers coming out with these great topics but we don't really see them very often um, in mainstream media but I'm sure many of you have seen this article on footprints in North America. I know the first time I saw this article, it was actually floating around on a bioarchaeology group on Facebook. So we are here today to discuss evidence of humans in North America during the last glacial Glacier Maximum. Um, Dr. Bennett, thank you so much for coming with us today. Um, can you tell us, before we get started to the article, I mean, your background is in geology and geography, but a lot of your research has to do with footprints and fruit but morphology, can you tell us how exactly did you get in such a specific uh, research field?
2: I'm a, as you say, um, I'm a geologist, sedimentologist. uh, um, And I've worked in a variety of areas over an extended period of time, first in the high Arctic and then in Central America and Africa, and it was really uh, work that I began to do looking at footprints and looking at technology to capture those footprints in 3D that led me to get involved with the succession of footprint finds in Africa. And uh, over time, I wrote a textbook, plenty of papers and became something of an expert or um, perceived as an expert in the field. Um, So it just happened really, it's not, by design, I mean I did try and move away from footprints for a while, but um, it hasn't really succeeded.
1: Uh, since you bring that up, uh, what before we get into the article, since you since you say that, I'm curious. What other uh, what other topics have you tried focusing on besides footprints?
2: So I. These days, I work in a range of archaeological and geoarchaeological problems, human evolution, really. Um, But historically, I'm a glacial geologist and I spent my time in the high Arctic um, um, on various quaternary ice age problems and glacial mechanical problems. And that's where the first decade of my career was spent before I started to get involved with warmer places.
1: So we have this article that came out It's all over the internet right now. I have to know, how did you guys, so the footprints were found in White Sands National Park for those who haven't read the article. Uh, How did you find these footprints?
2: So um, White Sands um, National Park is an amazing place. It's really two parts, there's a huge uh, gypsum dune field, these white, majestic dunes and there's also a playa, a former lake bed that is eroding deflating to create the sand for the dunes and my good friend David Bustos uh, who's the resources manager at White Sands had long believed that there were uh, human tracks at, at White Sands we known for a while that there were Um, mammoth tracks and giant ground sloth tracks but he thought they were human tracks so in 2016 he reached out to me as a a footprint expert to really look at them and I went there for the first time in January 2017 and we started to work together on uh, the footprints um, there and built up various stories and snapshots into past life on the player, But we weren't able really to date the, the footprints other than by their association with um, extinct animals like mammoth and ground sloth. Um, and it wasn't until September 2019 that we found a locality where we could see a clear line of footprints um, going on into the distance under a a pile of sediment a bluff that was in situ sediment hadn't been disturbed and at that point we realized we stood a chance at dating them and that led to a major excavation in uh, January 2020 when uh, a bunch of folks came out to to excavate and to date the, the tracks. Covid happened which slowed us down um, but finally, the work was published um, in September of this year.
1: I mean, how excited were you guys when you found that? I know I would probably scream if I found footprints.
2: Well, the, the, we knew that there were footprints um, uh, there for a long time. It was just that the it, the dating context didn't really mm-hmm. exist. Um, we weren't getting them in a position where we could be clear that they that the overlying sediments were in situ. So um, I wasn't actually that excited, to be honest, because <laughs> the, 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 the site's um, real potential is in the interaction of humans with megafauna. You can actually paleo track the megafauna and the human and in their interactions. And I think that sort of behavioral ecology is far more interesting than their absolute date and there's so much controversy associated with the peopling of the americas that i wasn't that um pleased that we were going to enter that that debate really but you know you find what you find and we enter that debate
1: so since you bring up the d- debate since since this article's come out what kind of uh pushback have you guys gotten <laughs>
2: Um, It's been fairly well received. It's still very early days. Um, It's only been out um, uh, six weeks or so, um, slightly less than that. So, uh, you know, we're getting positive uh, comments. Um, There's some concern um, about um, the dating, some aspects, you know, people want clarification about methods and, and some the ways in which we we don't think certain things are problems. But, you know, it's all generally very positive. But with all of these things, it's time that's the important thing. You know, you can't judge a a site or a paper until four or five years down the line when, Mm -hmm. you know, the dust has settled, people have um, had a chance to reflect and critique your work. But also we've had a chance to bring forward much more of the detail. As I say to um, people, all we've written is the headline. And we now need to write the article so that the science paper is the headline. Now we need to bring forward all the detailed work that forms the body of the the story in due course. And that has been delayed by COVID. um, But we hope to be back in the field in January, and continue to, to work at the site and collect more of the detail. So,
0: since you uh, mentioned that there's concern about the, the dating methods and clarification on that, um, I was reading the article and it said that um, the the real tipping point was a, uh, a plant that you guys found in one of the footprints that you were able to carbon date. Um, if that's correct, uh, can, you, can you tell me a little bit more about that?
2: So the footprints are... Um... Interbedded, interleaved if you like, with uh, layers of uh, seeds that are common ditch grass. And the seeds are very prominent, very beautiful little things, and it's the dating of the seeds that allows us to do that. Now, um, depending on what you know about radiocarbon, the concern that people do have is that aquatic plants can. Um, you know uh, have a hard water effect and that's just that they are putting it crudely drinking water that's already got a little bit of an age and this can make the dates a bit older than they should be but um, we rebut that quite uh, well in the paper even though I say so myself by um, you know comparing it with uh, other terrestrial um, dates and really um, dealing with that detail and that will always be um, anybody who wants to rubbish the dates will say oh there's a hard water date they're older than they should be and we would argue and as we have done in the paper that um, you know the dates are sound um, but there's more work to do. There's always more work to do. And it's only as we do that work that the community as a whole will gain confidence in, in the dates and the evidence that we put forward.
1: So in the article, you mentioned that a lot of the footprints were from children and teenagers. And the first thing I think is, is well, like my mother-in-law, she's a very teeny person who has feet like a 10 year old. So how exactly is it that you. Uh, can tell between, let's say, a teenager and an adult foot.
2: You can't really, so um, that's the truth. So um, all we're doing is we're using um, size of the footprints, and we're using modern growth curves, the sort of thing that you monitor um, child's development with. You know, their, their feet get bigger as they as you get older, and we're using those modern curves to make inferences about the uh, about the potential ages. And those ages come with error margins and lots of caveats. So you're exactly right. Some of these teenage tracks could well be um, just small adults. It's a balance of probability that that we use. And only when we excavate more of these surfaces will we build up uh, greater confidence in the assertions that we will make about the group composition
1: do you have any other questions
0: I am you know a little bit more interested in, a, in like you said the um, the megafauna that were at the site as well you you mentioned that um, you can track the interactions between was there anything that stood out uh, as far as the interactions go I know it's not exactly easy to um, tell but um, what could you tell from the tracks about the interactions
2: so at the site that at which the, the dating is based which is this locality too um there isn't much that we can say at the moment other than uh, there are there is uh, dog-like prints uh, stepping over and into the human tracks so that there's a lot of canids um there one form or another which is what you would expect Um, not necessarily saying that the the dogs were in any way um, domesticated we just naturally wild dogs tend to associate with humans um, scavenging but if you go back and look at our earlier work so back in 2018 we looked at another site on the That we were able to reconstruct how the humans were um, hunting a giant ground sloth, and you know laid out in the footfall of the humans and the sloth was a story about how um, they were um, interacting. We've got other other examples of how the humans were interacting, or the animals were wary of the humans' uh, trails and trackways, and. Um, So there are a lot of behavioral, ecological um, aspects to this that could be reconstructed.
0: I I really look forward to seeing what else you guys collect from this
2: site, uh, especially as far as the interactions go. Yeah there's a lot of work to be done and we'll be working at the site for a few years to come. And as I say all we've done so far is we've written a headline and now we need to bring forward the deadlo- the, the the detail for the for the you know the the full story and we'll do that in the in the in the coming years.
1: So besides besides this particular work do you have what other research ha- have you are you interested into getting into in the near future?
2: So I work on footprint sites in a whole variety of places. So, just before this um, paper came out, we had a paper on a series of hand and foot impressions in Tibet that were um, produced as art, or we believe they were produced as art, as uh, young kids were playing uh, in a hot spring on limestone, a hot spring. So. I'm working in Tibet at the moment, but I also work in forensic practice. So a lot of the footprint um, methods and algorithms and, and analytical procedures we develop for fossil footprints, we translate into forensic practice. So we do quite a lot of work um, translating um, this work into helping you know, um, at forensic officers at crime scenes developing tools for them. Um, so, we're active in that field. So, it's not just pure archaeology, anthropology. We also translate that into, as my mother would say, into something useful.
1: <laughs> That's amazing.
0: Hey everyone, Anthropodamus is going on break for the month of December. Thanks for listening to this episode and stay tuned for more.
1: Thank you all for listening. Distribution of Anthropotamus is in collaboration with the American Anthropological Association. Please continue to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Anthropotamus for our latest episodes, show notes, and book discussion schedule.